0: sitting here with my co-host cody peterson let's get right to what the, up? into it let's do this thing. yeah how's it going man uh, i'm doing really good we coming at you live hot and horny 2021 how you doing bo dude i cannot wait for 2021 we got joe biden as president we got fucking uh what else do we got we got joe biden as president we got the end of coronavirus it's gonna end in 2021 you know this new strain i heard it ain't shit I heard it's worse, I heard it's more contagious To be completely frank That's what I heard as well, and I am frightened <laughs> Yeah. would <laughs> be so shitty What the fuck are we going to do, dude? If we have another year of this, what are we going to do? Are we just going to give up? Yeah, our podcast will just be full of delays With
1: the Zoom connection um, I oh don't know what we'll do yeah.
0: Maybe we should talk about that on the podcast What we're going to do for our studio setup? I don't know, I guess your bedroom. Or I could do something with my living room. My bedroom's big, but it's not that big. I could lift the mattress up and put it up against the wall. I could come in
1: and bring my own chair, you know, like uh like a BG extra does, you
0: know, a real seasoned vet. Yeah. Bring <laughs> my own chair. Dude, it definitely wouldn't it definitely wouldn't do anything to the rumors of us being gay together if we just did it <laughs> on my bed.
1: Yeah, I'm so shocked at how many fans we have now. We're killing it. And but they're all saying we're gay for each other. Like yeah, who we have knows? Four,
0: four fans and th- yeah, we have four fans and three of them think we're gay together. And, th- and then the other one uh knows we're gay together, which is a whole other <laughs> thing we have to get into. <laughs> Dude. I'm not Dude. even ashamed. Dude, no, whatever, man it's nobody's business but our own when you think about it dude like really our sexuality our story mm-hmm. you know? it's for our beautiful beautiful and... story yeah our love story where we met at a where did we meet cbc um pitch session oh yeah where... dude that was nobody wanted to hear my pitches yeah i got to pitch it was pretty cool um and then i got ridiculously hammered <laughs> there well i would i wouldn't say ridiculously hammer but i had like a good five drinks in about 25 minutes because i was just like i want to go talk to the cbc comedy person and then i went up there and i just gave her like 45 minutes of hell i just really not not sorry not 45 minutes god damn it Uh, i gave her like seven minutes yeah, like four and a half, seven minutes of hell. I just like made fun of everybody there. I just like a <laughs> fool. And you know, you know the funny thing about it is that she liked it. Oh, I was really? So obnoxious, and she she totally <laughs> liked it. I could tell she was like, "This kid is fucking crazy." <laughs> but it's good for her, man. She had a good sense of humor, you know. She, I think, if you're gonna be in comedy, you want somebody like like her because. Mm-hmm. She like she gets the idea of like comedians shouldn't be these boring assholes trying to like network and shit, you know. They should be outsiders, people doing and saying weird things, you know? Mm-hmm. So that I appreciate about her. She was pretty cool. I forgot yeah. what her name was. I don't know. I have them all somewhere,
1: but I remember like I had a dramedy to pitch, and I'm like, who do I talk to, the drama or the comedy person? And they're all like, we don't <laughs> want your idea.
0: Dude, I was so down on myself leading up to that CBC thing. Like, I was so down on myself that when I got the email that I would like got in and I could do the pitch, I cried, even though it was a oh, really deal. Dude, I was like done with screenwriting. And I was done with comedy. I was just like, I had lost all hope at that moment. And I didn't think I got in because the day that I was supposed to find out, I didn't get an email, I didn't get a phone call or anything all fucking day. And then at like 6 p.m., um i I got the email and it just like i don't know it just felt good that i that i got in you know i was like done i was so done i was like if i can't even if i can't do this then i fucking suck you know yeah um but speaking of being gay um i have a feeling that we are both we both you know we grew up very differently but i have a Uh feeling that we have both lived in some like really nasty ass apartments (laughs) <laughs> and i wanted to talk i wanted to talk talk about that what is like the grossest apartment you've ever lived in or what is the grossest you've ever let your apartment get in of course it's a little different you, you have a fiance but i'm guessing in the early 20s you had some gross ass apartments yeah
1: it's funny because i didn't grow up in a city um so i lived in houses like a small town kid but one time i lived in a hotel and i was fucked up because i was like 17 maybe and it was full of um tree planters and it was nasty, and you could hear people, like, with police scanners and shit, Um, but my nastiest apartment, I've had a couple nasty apartments. Um, When I graduated college, I graduated, like, after a 15-month program, and I was homeless, so I was just couch surfing, and then when I got my first apartment, it was a very bare basement suite with a friend but it was like all tile floor, but we hardly had any furniture, but we would just collect like huge dust bunnies underneath like a table and stuff. And I had another apartment um, where my fiance, where I was at when I met my fiance and she hated it. But like we had mold all along our windows. Our bathroom was just fucked up and we had a spider (laughs) that like lived in the corner of the shower And I tried killing it one day, and the next day it was back. And I'm like, well, you live here now.
0: Oh, my God. Dude, that's so fucking gross. Oh, dude, you have no idea. I've had some gross ass apartments. Firstly, I moved out really young. I moved out when I was 15 or 16. So I didn't even know how to take care of myself. I remember one time I had a girl over when I was like 17 or 18. And she counted my pizza boxes and i had i had ate like a large pizza every single day for like literally like almost like it, there was probably 36 large pizza boxes huh, holy and shit yeah and 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 i remember feeling so judged and so pathetic about the amount of pizza boxes that i had that i just like that day just like cleaned up all the pizza boxes and was like oh no that's not normal you're not supposed to have that many pizza boxes <laughs> so i just i just I, I i put an end to it and then like 36 days later i had 36 more large pizza boxes <laughs> but i've had I can like manage add-
1: that like going fat. to school and having an apartment like that sounds nuts
0: yeah yeah so i so i was on this thing called a um a youth agreement which is basically an agreement between you and the government that they will pay your rent and give you a monthly check for like expenses like food, clothes, and shit like that, as long as you go to school. But then I went to school at a place called Kawasa, and um, maybe I shouldn't say the place. Yeah, who cares? At a place called Leonard. Kawasa. <laughs> Kawasa Leonard three pointer, um, and that school. Bucket <laughs> school. Yeah, that school was like a go at your own pace school. So I just would never go. And then they would get phone calls from the government, being like, "Hey, we're just checking in, making sure Bo going to school." And then I would basically just tell my teachers, like, "Hey, when you call them back, you have to tell them I'm coming because because like if you don't, I'm gonna be homeless." And my oh, teachers shit. would be like, "What the?" F-? My teachers would be like, "What the fuck? Don't put me in that situation." Yeah, they'd be like, "No, I have to." So if you fucking fuck this up, I'm gonna be on the street. I'm gonna be homeless. You think I'm gonna be able to go to school as a homeless person? And they, they, they'd lie for me
1: wow yeah Yeah, no i uh i was kind of a school geek not that i enjoyed school i quite hated it i just i looked at it like prison like you know you do your shit you can probably get out early and then by the time i could get out early i was like well i have enough credits just take a whole year to hang out with my friends so and then like i I thought it is a form yeah it is a form of prison it is a form of prison yeah yeah one hundred percent, dude. No, I uh, I actively try to get good grades and shit. Nah, That's fucking. I like would try. I was like kid. I try to get good grades. I get pissed off when I got be and I was like, I'm gonna go to a good university. I'm gonna be so successful. I'm gonna stun on everybody. And I didn't go to a good university. I went to a fucking art school scam.
0: That doesn't That's exist what I was anymore. About that's what i was about to say you've worked so hard on getting fucking good grades that you went to a 15 month program like a fucking (laughs) like a fucking community college (laughs)
1: yeah why but it would i wish it cost community college it costs regular college money i'm still in debt and like really why yeah and it's like why did i fucking try so hard in biology class when i'm not going to become a doctor
0: yeah dude i don't even know if i have i think i do have a dogwood i think i did end up graduating from high school but that that that's that's back to what we were talking about on the phone the other day about like comedy or screenwriting it's like mm-hmm. it's a little bit like boxing like you will only get into it if you have no other options whatsoever and that's how yeah. i feel about myself like i just had no i just had no options like the only thing i can really do is write mm-hmm. and maybe be like mildly funny on a podcast and so like I <laughs> it just kind of backed up into it because I was like, man, I can't get into any school. I can't do any, I can't, I have no trades whatsoever. I am, dude, I am the worst manual laborer you will ever meet in your life. I've never done a day of hard work in my entire life. It is fucking pathetic. My hands are Damn. silky, silky, smooth. Um, the only thing the, the only reason I even got through school is because I was able to like charm my teachers. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like, they like literally at parent-teacher conferences. They'd be like, "Bo's a sh- terrible fucking student. He's a menace out in the world, but he's kind of good company." <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a good company. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I but, think it's okay. kind of funny that I got into screenwriting just because, like, the only thing I knew was movies, and I was able to memorize them and kind of figure out the beats of them. But like, as yeah. a writer. I was one of the worst English students possible. Like I was like brain dead. So it's kind of amazing to see how far I've come in 10 years to like, like I actually like submitted some writing to this, like guy who's like an English teacher. And he replied back, I'm a talented writer. And I was like, wow, it took me like this long to figure out how to
0: write like a ninth grader. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Dude, Dude, what is the worst note you've ever gotten on something you've ever, you've written? Oh, one of my favorite notes I ever gotten
1: was in film school, like my first semester, um, I did this film called, well, uh, lo- fuck, parkour loan sharks or something like that. It's basically loan sharks that do parkour and um, my teacher said it was what? too, yeah, and my, my teacher said it was too commercial. And I was like, perfect. That's what I'm going for. I'm here to fucking make some money. And they're like, no, not a compliment. You need to experiment. And so I'd make these crazy ass films that would get me like a D. So I felt like that was the
0: worst note I got because it just fucked with my head well you know i don't know if i've said this on the podcast before but paul thomas anderson who's like a great filmmaker he made such mm-hmm. movies like boogie nights punch drunk love i know you know this i'm just telling the audience our audience of 12 year olds He's um, a um he's a king right um when he did his first day at film school and i think it was in film school at nyu i'm pretty sure he came yeah, in or and UCLA the teacher said like that. some some shit like that yeah uh, he came in for his first day and the first lesson that he was taught was from um like a professor and the prof said, uh, you know, if you're here because you want to make Terminator 2, get the fuck out of my classroom. Mm. And Paul Thomas Anderson said that like, he was like, what? Terminator 2 is awesome. Like anybody here would be lucky to make Terminator 2 and he just like quit film school the next day because of it. You know what I mean? Mm. I hate that shit when like, when the expectation for more is to be more pretentious and more artsy. And it's like, to be completely frank, like if you look at anybody who's successful in this industry, like Matt Stone and Trey Parker, they were the people that had like unique visions and could like, I don't know, be funny or be interesting or be different. They weren't the people that had like the least mainstream appeal possible. It's just like murdering people's dreams for no reason and turning them Mm -hmm. into in the guise of turning them into real artists, turning them into the same exact thing as every other film school student. It's total fucking bullshit, in my opinion. Yeah.
1: It's crazy when you look at the roster of people that never went to film school or dropped out, like Judd Apatow dropped out. Steven Spielberg never fucking went. That guy just, like, hung around film sets at 14 in his bar mitzvah suit.
0: Yeah, well, it's like bartending, right? Like, when somebody finds out that you've been in bartending school, which is a fucking thing, um i know for a fact because i used to be a bartender they fucking throw those resumes away they fucking yeah. throw that shit away they don't give a fuck they want you to have like real experience and real passion for it, you know mm-hmm. for bartending <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: yeah when i was like a pa on set i w- stopped telling people i went to film school because they would just rag on me and rip on me so yeah. hard like transport would be like, hey, you paid 30 grand to sit, stand at this corner. You're figure it out, man. You're a fucking idiot. And I'm like, oh my God. But you know, totally. film school kind of worked for me because I didn't have a single contact. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I don't know what the culture was at all. And I made a lot of good contacts. But did it uh, make me broke? Absolutely. Did
0: I learn to drink? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> totally, dude. Man, I just remember um, going back to shitty apartments. I remember realizing, you know, my brother has suffered from like really bad addiction his entire life. And I remember realizing there was something wrong with my brother or different about my brother. That like one time I went into his room and there was just like coffee cups like all over his room, just like filled with coffee. And I told my dad, and my dad went in there to clean them up. I remember my dad went into one of the coffee cups and pulled out a used tampon. Whoa! <laughs> Isn't that fucking a bloody disgusting? tampon in a <laughs> yeah. coffee cup? That's
1: a <laughs> yeah. <so> ratchet, man. <laughs> that's, I remember, that's extreme. And
0: who knows how long it had been there for? You know. Blech. And I. <laughs> oh, and I just remember thinking to myself, like, "Fuck, man." My something's going on with my brother. That that can't be normal. Um, but in my own apartments, the gross shit that I had in my apartments was like did your wait hold just,
1: on. Pause, pause, pause. Did yeah, you yeah. call out your brother on that? What was the story? Was it actually like a girlfriend's or was it like it was a girlfriend?
0: knows. Oh, okay. It was a girlfriend's. Uh no, I don't think I called him out for it. But we do still argue about shit that happened when we were kids. Like I know for a fact that he stole forty dollars out of this book. Like I kept my money in a book. Mm-hmm. And then one day I had 40 bucks in there and it just went missing. And still to this day, he will not admit that he stole that 40 bucks from me. He won't admit it. And we argue about it like once every three months. Yeah. I'll just text him and I'll be like, dude, admit you fucking stole that 40 bucks from me. And he'll be like, I didn't fucking steal it. Dude, He did. Isn't it good to <laughs> mm-hmm. argue with your siblings about shit that happened 20 years ago? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> totally, dude. It was a ghost, um, man yeah exactly yo dude how the fuck was your new year's eve and your and your new year's i don't know if the audience know this but cody is getting married and he just celebrated his sixth seventh or eighth anniversary with with his uh girlfriend whichever one yeah Um, seven
1: years of my fiance um and it, it was good you know seven years that's exactly how long um jason siegel was with his girlfriend and how i met your mother and i remember watching it as a teenager and being like that's exactly what's going to end up with my life and incidentally it has um except you're miserable
0: miserable, making a million dollars an episode oh my goodness could you imagine
1: um but no it was good i got her she wanted some roller skates and i got her some roller skates i got her an ipad these are all used things i'm not a rich person Uh, But she was very stoked on that shit
0: Uh, But it all went really well How do you you feel about your girlfriend rollerblading Because I don't know if you know this I grew up skateboarding Mm -hmm. And so I used to hate rollerbladers We would call them fruit booters That's hilarious uh, Because I used to be a rollerblader
1: No did you really Oh my god listen to this When I was a kid uh, (laughs) I used to live on this like Res called Bella Bella which is basically like yeah. an island. And um I would just we had like a cement basement and I would just rollerblade around there all day long just by myself. I was I was like I thought I was gonna be like GoPro and NHL. That never <laughs> happened.
0: Well, that's different than being a rollerblader because rollerblade Yeah, I wasn't opinion. like thirteen ripping on rollerblades, I was like four. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um I used to play hockey in my grandma's front foyer and uh it's like a low income housing building um it was actually pretty sad like my parents both worked so I used to basically spend a lot of time with my grandma on my mom's side and she (laughs) she, I just like literally spent a lot of my childhood in a one-bedroom apartment that was filled with cigarette smoke and I'm pretty sure that has like a lot I probably am gonna get cancer really young and die (laughs) which is what can you do but um yeah. yeah That fucking apartment was so funny because my dad used to drop me off there and then he would show back up on his lunch breaks and him and my grandma would go in a car alone together and then they would come out and my dad would drive away and my grandma would come back to me and I'd be like, Grandma, what was that all about? Then years later, I found out that my dad was literally just buying morphine off of my grandma. Whoa. (laughs) dude i was like i was like what was up with those weird lunchtime visits to my grandma my dad was like yeah i'm just buying like fucking pills off of her that's what i found out my grandma my grandma was a seasoned drug dealer
2: (laughs) 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 like legit my grandma was a drug
0: dealer yeah people would knock on her people would knock on her apartment door and shit she would pop out fucking sell them drugs and i had no clue what was going on i was too busy eating fucking grilled cheese with expired ketchup (laughs) So your dad was <laughs>
1: taking the morphine?
0: Oh, yeah, dude. My dad fucking loves drugs, dude. My dad fucking uh-huh. loves drugs, bro. Yeah, I shouldn't actually I- say that. Uh, he doesn't do drugs, but he does, <laughs> have a pe- he does have a pension for morphine. He used to, he, even in his 50s, man, he was staying at my Uncle Jeff's house. And my Uncle Jeff's parents had T3s. And my dad Mm. did them all over like the weekend and my uncle jeff was like you need to replace those those were my parents that are for actual pain this is in their 50s this happened yeah if my if there's t3s around my dad will fucking my dad will dome a few of them yeah yeah
1: and if there's weed gummies he'll dome them and then dome all your apples
0: oh dude yeah i was thinking about that yeah Yeah. because apples are so tasty Yo, speaking of my dad and breaking my heart and hurting my feelings, dude, he said the meanest fucking thing to me the other day. We were, really? he came over, yeah, he came over, and we were playing some socially distanced chess. And uh, there was this moment that we had in a hot tub, probably like I don't know, four or five years ago. And mm. in that moment, he apologized. He used to be a huge piece. Of, I played soccer at a pretty high level growing up. And he used to be a huge piece of shit to me about soccer. Like, didn't matter how well I played, he would just, like, rail against me. One time, he got a red card at my soccer game. Really? The referee gave him a red card because he was being so verbally abusive to me. Holy shit, <laughs> to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa. He was a huge piece of shit. But anyways, we're in this hot tub, right? And my dad, like, apologizes to me for all of it. Because I tell him, he asked me, like, why don't you play soccer anymore? And I'm like, Dad, to be honest, like, it got fucking ruined for me because you were such a piece of shit to me. And he apologized about it. Fast forward four years after that moment in the hot tub. I use that apology as like a reason I can still have a relationship with my dad to this day. Fast forward four years. We're playing chess together. And he asks me the same question about soccer. Um, he says, in the pantheon of things I don't understand about my children, you not playing soccer is number one. That's how he phrased it. And... I go, well, dad, I don't know if you remember, we had this conversation in the hot tub and it's kind of a serious conversation. I don't know if you want to have it again. And there's a long pause. And my dad goes, you know what? I left that hot tub and I went back home and I really thought about what you said. And I came to the conclusion that's total bullshit. You shouldn't put that on me. Whoa, <laughs> dude. Oh, my you God. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Rage. And I, was like, I was just like, I, my heart just sank. I had no clue what to do or what to say. And so I just kind of like took it in stride and like waited for him to leave. And he was being obnoxious and talking to my roommate too much. And finally he left. And I just like got so fucking sad about it. Thank God the next day he called and he apologized and it was all good. But like, dude, I couldn't believe he fucking said that. He's such a narcissist, that guy. It's unbelievable. I love him. I love him. But holy shit. Yeah,
1: like, I go on the subreddit, Narcissistic Parents, and, dude, that sounds like a crazy story from that. that's uh And our dads are very different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, out our entire families are so different. My dad, like, coached my field lacrosse team when I was, like, 10. And sometimes he'd have to go away on work trips. And then all the guys on the team would be like, dude, we miss your dad. <laughs>
0: like, he's so cool. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty sick, dude. Having a good dad's important. I plan on being a good dad. Um Word. What type of dad are you going to be? I feel like I'm going to have a hard time disciplining my kids. You know?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of worried because m- where I'm going to be at my w- career. You know what I mean? Like, oh, fuck, man. I don't want to be like an assistant and have kids or... um be a showrunner and have kids i'm worried about that kind of shit or where am i gonna be living like am i gonna be like in toronto am i gonna be in vancouver am i gonna be in la that's the kind of shit i just kind of worry about oh my fucking god that's the shit i worry about i think i'll be a cool dad and be like yo if you don't like yeah there we go and it was still recorded on my end but basically i was just saying like i think i'll be kind of the dad where i'm like whatever your interest is follow that like i'm not going to dictate your life but the stress i have
0: is just where i'm going to be
1: at when i reach that kind of moment
0: i feel like there's like especially somebody who played sports and was you know not to get too serious because obviously this is supposed to be a comedy podcast but somebody who was like kind of abused by their parents about sports. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's only one question you should be asking your kids after they play a game of competitive soccer or hockey or whatever. And it's just like, did you do your best? And if the answer is like no, I didn't do my best. I wasn't feeling it. Then there's like a discussion to be had after that about like, I don't know, what can we do to make sure that you're in the right mind space? What Mm -hmm. can I do differently? Um, does it help when I'm there? Or do you feel a tremendous amount of pressure when I'm there? Like what can we do? you to perform at the level that you want to perform that you feel good about you know and yeah or more uh, importantly did you have fun exactly did you have fun is important too but like what yeah i mean i just think trying your best Mm -hmm. is also important but yeah did you have fun obviously and trying your best doesn't mean did you score three goals like if your kid's super unathletic he's probably not going to be fucking killing it in the in the ring or in the rink or, or or on the pitch you know yeah but And good defense creates good offense, kiddos. Yeah. And if you don't get a hat trick, I'm going to beat your ass, you little bitch. (laughs) And get that hoax. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Fuck. Yeah, sports are weird like that, huh? They bring out the worst in parents. There's a documentary about it that I watched. I love that one you've seen it do you remember what it's called? I, i've seen i can't
1: remember was it like i think i've seen different ones but they're all fascinating like like somebody forcing their daughter to play golf and like reaming her out for not like landing a putt like come on dude like this is counterproductive
0: exactly. or like
1: parents are like you didn't catch the football what the fuck
0: yeah and it 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 almost seems like a lack of ego on the parents part that they're trying to live vicariously through their children but it's actually quite the opposite it's like like you don't understand that you missed your moment to do this and now you're mm-hmm. putting it all on all on your kid and it's just it's like what the fuck are you doing dude like don't don't you still have like I, when i'm 50 i plan on still having my own dreams and my own things that i want to get done that are separate from my kids you know It's like, why are you, I get it that it's your kid, but why are you letting this fucking eight-year-old, eight-year-old control your entire goddamn life? It's fucking pathetic. You're a full-grown man, full-grown man. You should be. It's also
1: crazy how much parents will invest like in their kid's sports. Like, I remember watching a thing about Mitch Marner, who's a hockey player for the Toronto Maple Leafs. His parents invested like tens of thousands of dollars for him to play hockey,
0: like all year round easy well hockey is like a rich kid sport right yeah it truly is um i played a uh, couple years of roller hockey and oh yeah uh, yeah one one time i got cross checked in the neck so hard oh my god that like i couldn't i couldn't speak for 3 days and i had to eat everything out of a fucking like a smoothie version of food whoa did that yeah. kid get suspended or what happened yeah he got suspended yeah yeah. Our best player was this really, really, really angry young man who, let's say his name was BJ. And mm-hmm. I used to, he used to be, this was basically the whole game plan was like pass the puck to BJ, you know? Oh, yeah. And about six, seven years later, when I was a teenager, I was doing cocaine at a party. And BJ, uh, I had a friend there and we had been friends for like the past year or whatever. And he goes, You know what? I know where I know you from. And he walks out with one of our roller hockey. He co- goes into his room and walks out into the living room with one of our roller hockey trophies. Trophies? Nice. Yeah, and, it, and it was BJ. <laughs> I, cool. just didn't connect the, I just didn't connect the dots. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. We, uh, I, hung out, I, I hung out with the yeah. kid outside of fucking hockey too. We went to, did you, did you ever go to Red Dragon Skate Park, the indoor skate park? no the rds had a skate park here yeah i think it wasn't in vancouver but it was uh probably in like surrey or something like that yeah oh okay oh yeah it was, it was dope
1: cool i uh used to play roller hockey i think maybe i was around eight years old and i came up with our team name and it's probably the worst fucking name possible for a sports team we were called the uh the blue moons and we literally won once in a blue moon it was so bad <laughs> that's are our... pretty clever <laughs> and our best player was literally like a mighty ducks thing like we we're practicing and then like the next rink over there's just some kid doing a solo practice and we we're like you're better than all of us please join our team and then we were like kind of
0: deadly because that guy, yeah That's the funny thing about youth sports is like your team can be just incredibly good. If one kid has talent, (laughs) like like I I remember there's a big transition from being playing as a kid, like as a kid, I would score like six, seven goals a game in soccer. And then the transition from that into being an adult. And then all of a sudden everybody hits puberty and everybody gets bigger and it just becomes Mm -hmm. much harder. Like it just becomes much harder to to play the game. Yeah, yeah. But my thing sports, growing up was just getting fatter. My thing
1: growing up was I was just getting fatter and slower, and I just started giving up.
0: That was my whole thing. I just watched why, too much TV. What, what was your favorite meal as a kid? Craft. What dinner? was your favorite meal, dude? Craft dinner all twenty four seven. you would you would you soup it up?
1: Dude, oh, T I did once, me, and it um, was an ass. told me
0: the other day about you souped it up.
1: Yeah, it was gross. What did you do? It was just cheese soup. I just added extra milk or whatever, and it was n-
0: fucking awful. Okay, so T I thought told I me.
1: Who's yeah, T? yeah, yeah?
0: <laughs> T is T. She told me. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she told me the other day about her macaroni and cheese recipe. It actually sounds pretty good. So she doesn't put milk in it at all. She just puts extra butter oh yeah that's a bachelor style that's a good one that's smart huh that's smart. Mm-hmm. she's a smart that's cookie, a that one yeah 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 um hey so we're now officially half an hour into the podcast i think it's smart if we got into do we have any um segments here
1: i have um one segment but we have a couple that you wrote down that i quickly read upon you want to get to the news or get to my book review
0: no, no, we need to do your book review, dude. That's the most important. All right, thing. hold up. Okay, so for
1: I have a book review corner that I do on the show. For those of you who have been watching and keeping track, I have done book reviews of DVD covers, PlayStation 2 covers, um, et cetera. And so today I have a special announcement.
0: <laughs> Basically, you've done book reviews on everything except for books.
1: That's correct. And uh-huh. for Christmas, I got something, and I read it in like two or three days. But it's the autobiography of Gucci Mane,
0: and I read it already. Now, could you give us a little bit of backstory about who Gucci Mane is and what his come up was like?
1: Yeah, so Gucci Mane is this um, rapper. He's from Atlanta, and um, he, I, he came on to my. Um, Came onto my radar around 2008 with the song Lemonade, which was a song I would jog to. But uh, basically, uh, his dad was like a hustler that was in and out of his life. And he started trapping, getting into selling crack and uh, dope around 13. And then his mom was like a teacher and he was kind of a poet. So that kind of transitioned to rapping. And he's since discovered people like the Migos and... um. Young thug, and he's had a pretty interesting life in and out of jail. Um, but one crazy thing I learned about him is sometimes you see, I okay, so here's the thing I'm a big fat guy, and I like my rappers thick, <laughs> like I like Notorious B.I.G., yeah. they're relatable. Bur, uh, yeah, I almost said Birdman Gucci Mane. Sometimes you see him with like a gut, like, you know, sometimes he's either in gray shape or he looks fat, and I'm like, that's relatable. He's also in the movie Spring Breakers as the bad guy. Um... But I learned reading this book is he got introduced into drinking lean, which is like codeine cough syrup. And that's what kind of gave him his gut. So whenever he'd go to jail, he would kind of like go through withdrawals of codeine and he would just have to like shit out all of his weight that he gained. Um, so uh, I didn't realize <laughs> that you could get really addicted to lean and codeine and it is Kind of something I fucked around with in my early 20s. So really? This is the, yeah. So this is the kind of hipster I was. I would wear a full onesie and just lay in my bedroom and just drink as much coffee as I could <laughs> <laughs> within an hour to try and pound it down and um, what see the what the fuck? effects were. Yeah. Because like little Wayne, all these guys are drinking cough syrup and they're like hanging out at the club and stuff and i'm like well
0: <laughs> but what the fuck made you think you were like little Wayne? that's fucking ridiculous because i was gangster dog fair enough Go on. <laughs> no i was just
1: <laughs> such a hipster but um so like i remember like one time i had a roommate that told me about it. he's like dude there's a way you can just go to london drugs and get it and one day i was like like legitimately homesick from work. I was like actually sick. So I gave my roommate, like I, the, I was single too and making money. So I gave him a hundred dollar bill, which is pretty gangster. And I'm like, yo, go get me some and go get me some aloe vera water and some other shit. So he we went down to of drugs, to got me a bottle. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, yo- I, and then I drank it. And basically what happens is you actually the effect of it is you actually feel like you're leaning back like something in your head just makes you feel like you're leaning back always that's why it's kind of called lean but like your hearing is all heightened like you'd have a window open you'd be like i can hear a bird chirping from three blocks away (laughs) but then what that makes no sense i know it dude it's just so fucked up how it works (laughs) and um but i don't know how these guys can drink in their club or drink in their tour bus because it makes you yeah. shit like crazy really? like crazy like constipation and then this crazy diarrhea it's like it's not fun like it, it's like you feel the effects for like an hour or two and then it just turns into shit city so uh not for me dog i fucked yeah. around uh, so that's my lean story and oh, my book man. review
0: of gucci main book very good yeah. actually it's actually are there an any excerpts read. are there any excerpts you can read for us oh actually uh, i i would read them myself but as the audience knows and you know i don't know how so that'll be hard for me
1: yeah uh hold on his dad who is this like kind of gangster guy had some really funny sayings that he had i'll try and find one with oh shit
0: so right now, Cody is looking up some funny sayings from the Gucci Mane autobiography. Is it an autobiography or just a biography? Autobiography.
1: And it's, like, partly written by um, one of the writers from Complex Magazine. Oh, my God. How am I not finding this? Oh, wait. Actually, fuck. Okay, I wish I ha- Let me try and find one thing. Um, okay, 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 okay. okay. Oh, this one is like so fucking funny, but I like got to go through the index
0: to find it. Okay. So, oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Wow, I cannot believe the Gucci main autobiography has an index. That's the truly frightening thing about this whole situation. Okay,
1: this one's really funny. It's about the song Black Tea, which is uh, a song they did with like a bunch of dudes. Okay. So when I started running with Black Tea as my own song, the tension escalated to conflict. Straight Drop and the Zone 6 Click collided at the Libra, which is a club, one night. And that was the end of my affli- affiliation with Straight Drop. They later changed their name to Never Again, a pledge to never again deal with me. <laughs> There, there's some really funny shit in this book
0: that is super funny i love the way it's written yeah <laughs> it's it's written like a fucking tom petty autobiography
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just
0: oh man that is fucking great dude you know what there are some good music autobiographies like uh Marilyn manson's is really good i don't know if you've ever read it but it's really yeah. fucking good i've heard that even a a addresses one. Yeah, he even addresses the rumor that he removed his rib so he can suck his own dick. Guess what? Not true. 100% true. Oh, no way. Really? No, I, no, I lied. It's not <laughs> true. Supposedly, it's not true. But would be sick if it is true. What are your favorite like celebrity rumors? Because we talked about this recently, but I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. Oh, the Richard Gear dribble one
1: is one of my favorites just because I found out about it from my mom. Okay, and I'm like, okay, what? But you need to
0: explain to the audience what Richard Gear did with a gerbil. You mean he shoved it up his ass? Apparently. Yeah, and let it run around there like a uh, like a spinning wheel, <laughs> like a like an asshole spinning wheel. You know what I mean? Yeah, and just nod <laughs> on his intestine, <laughs> shoot a hole through his colon. <laughs> It's pure sexual pleasure, man. If you've never done it, you don't know what it's like. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and then it's the o- after you do it once, it's supposedly the only way you can come. <laughs> you know?
1: It's so gross. I feel so yeah, bad. You, it, this is a hairy and sticky. It's so nasty. Yeah,
0: dude, you go through more gerbils than a bow constrictor or owner. Like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's <laughs> huh? Gerbil after gerbil, you know, because they do die what? up there.
1: Oh, I can imagine. What's your
0: favorite celebrity rumor? Oh, mine is that Rod Stewart had to have his stomach pumped for cum. That's my all-time favorite. (laughs) That's a good one. That over a weekend, he took hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of loads into his stomach and that he had to eventually go to the hospital and get his stomach pumped for cum, which I don't even know if that's a thing. I feel like that amount of cum would probably be good for you. Good protein source, right?
1: Yeah, I wonder. Huh. Um like that been have a a crazy hockey. You... Who do you think was the most Yo, famous was talk... inside of him?
0: Or were you Oh, that's him? a great question. The most famous spur probably Gary Glitter.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good one. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> um Dude, yeah, fuck, man. There's there's some good there's some good celebrity rumors, right? That uh, the Beyonce has never actually been pregnant. Oh, okay. Have you heard that I one. That. There's a video of her on like Good Morning America or one of these really horrid, shitty, fucking talk shows, and she like sits down, and you can it does look like this. It looks like her stomach folds in half when she sits down, oh. and and everybody thinks like maybe she's just faking these pregnancies and they're, like, adopting babies. But the big thing that happened that kind of squashed this rumor is the baby came out and looked, like, exactly like Jay-Z. And so, so, you know, pretty much that confirms that that isn't the case. But I wouldn't be surprised if she had a fake stomach put in so she looked more pregnant to get, like, sympathy and shit.
1: Yeah, and just had a surrogate. And then when she came back, like all in shape. She was like, yo.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. All that shit is so toxic that like I'm a like I'm having a baby and now like two months later I'm in like peak physical condition and fucking That shit drives me nuts. It's so lame, dude. Did you hear that shit that happened with Hila- Hila, Hil Hileria Baldwin? Yeah. Hilaria Baldwin? Pretend to be Spanish.
1: <laughs> Did yeah. you see those clips of she her where she's out? like she... Or she's like on cooking shows and she's like, uh, how do you say a uh, cucumber? <laughs> and they're like, bitch, you're from
0: Boston. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did she really? She pretended 100%. to forget
0: the word for cucumber. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, she'd be on so Rachel Ray.
1: Funny. I am just oh a God. Spanish woman.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine? I like how she had to come out as white. <laughs> <laughs> she had to be like, um, so, um, It turns out, actually, I'm white. I'm sorry I misled my audience to think that I'm Spanish. But actually, what happened is that I spoke both Spanish and English in the household. So actually, I'm white, but I am also still Spanish. But you can call me Hillary if you want. Hillary's fine. It's like, dude, we all know what you were doing. You were trying to act like you were this sexy little Spanish tart. When in reality, you were just another white bitch from Boston, okay? Like fuck you and you married Alec Baldwin what the fuck is wrong with yeah. you and they did
1: like an ancestry thing on Hilaria Baldwin and her like ancestors were le- like le- legit just pilgrims and her whole fucking family is born in Massachusetts
0: it's like as wise as you can get I love the fact that she pretended to be Spanish, essentially because her family took a vacation to Spain and decided they lo- liked it there and moved there. <laughs> Barcelona. <laughs> what, what the fuck? Yeah, hey, you gotta get the lisp in it. It's Barcelona. It's Barcelona. No, no, no. It's Barcelona. Barcelona. No, Barcelona. No, 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 It's, Bar- <laughs> it's, a, it's a Barcelona. It's Barcelona. they they're they're, oh. they're actually Italian.
1: What's your New Year's resolution, Bo? Oh, be less fat. Nice. The same as last year. What about yeah. yours? Mine also be less fat, but I've been flown the, the idea to my fiance that we should both get full sleeve tattoos. Neither her, her or I have a single tattoo, but it's going to be so funny to come out this year with new full
0: sleeves. She is against it, but <laughs> I'm working on it. Dude, women, they never want to do anything fun. It's so annoying. <laughs> it's just like, come on. Permanently change, permanently scar your body with ink. Like, yeah. do it for Let's me. Let's be We're random. Be exactly. That's what I love to do. I love the best personality is the random personality. The, the people who are like, oh, you're so random. Mm-hmm. And we, You're hanging out with them and they're just like, oh, pig, fucker. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, you're a comedic genius. That was so random when you said pig fucker. You should start a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're gonna get fucking banned from YouTube in like 10 fucking seconds when we drop. Oh no, no, YouTube we won't. man. We yeah, got YouTube.
1: Yeah. Oh, we'll talk to you off podcast but that shit. But hey, um, so we're early into 2021. We're recording this.
0: Um, do we want to yeah. spend a moment talking about MF Doom? Mm. Yeah, we should. One of the greatest studs of all time, a legendary stud, MF Doom, hip hop legend, dropped the mo- mm-hmm. one of the most legendary hip hop albums of all time, Matt Villainy, um, had yeah. passed away. And the crazy thing about him passing away is he passed away on October 31st and kept it a secret. It's legendary. Yep. For what what is that three months or two months? That's fucking crazy. Yep. How did they keep it a secret? Yep. And the man that wore a mask on the die on Halloween in 2020, what are the odds? I know. He was such a mysterious guy. That was one of the things that made him like such an amazing artist was that like in the pantheon of artists who have hid their faces, he like really, really did keep his identity a secret. Like even things like the gorillas or something like We all know who's the gorillas, you know, it's the blur guy, it's Deltron 3030. We all know. But with with MF Dune, there was this sense of mystery. And through that sense of mystery, you felt like special listen listening to his music, you know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And uh his he was just
1: an amazing lyricist. Like if you listen to or read his music, like he'll just have full bars where everything rhymes together in like a setup bar. And then like the punchline bar, everything rhymes. It's just like ridiculous. His (laughs) writing skills are insane.
0: Yeah. And I think he introduced a lot of people to more lyrical hip hop, you know, Mm. and that's, that's important as well, especially in like a time like today when lyricism is less important in hip hop than ever before. It's cool that somebody like MF Doom was around still keeping it real. Yeah. He was your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, for sure. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. He was your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Rest in peace, MF Doom. Like That's just fucking tragedy. Way too young, you know? I'm still really curious as to how he died. Yeah, me too. It'd be pretty ironic if it was
1: just COVID. Like He could have put on a mask on a mask. I shouldn't joke about this.
0: <laughs> but that was a I thought mean... that crossed my mind. It is pretty funny for a guy that wore a mask at all times. He died of COVID. <laughs> That's fucked uh, up. Okay, we fucked Cody up. Cody said that, not me. But yeah, I I don't know. I I have my feelings about it. I feel like we've lost a lot of great people in pop culture this year. Uh, last year. Um, you know, MF Doom, Kobe, and they've all they. It's been weird. We, was it 2016 when we lost like a lot of celebrities? Yeah, that it was people like loved?
1: Alan Rickman, Tom Petty. It was just like, and it was yeah. just crazy. It was right off the bat, 2016, and people were like,
0: "Get me out of this year." Yeah, uh, I feel like 2020, like I lost, like no, I lost, but we lost a lot of celebrities that I loved. Like fucking Kobe was my hero growing up. You know, I unfollowed Ari F- Shaffir because of what he said. <laughs> <laughs> That fucking piece of shit. What was he thinking? I don't really remember that.
1: I I, I kind of remember it. I one time I saw oh. Judah Friedlander live, and somebody was he was just like takes questions from the crowd, and somebody was like the Ari Shafir tweet, and he's like, I don't know, he's
0: a dumbass. Yeah. Well, he basically just said like, <clears throat> Kobe was a rapist and deserved to die. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a lot of women tweeting that. Yeah, I get it from a woman's perspective. But Ari, you're like a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Com- comedian. Maybe you should just sit this one out, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Austin, it's, like, <laughs> it's like when
1: the grossest kid in your class tries to like suck up to the women. It's like you're watching a nature video and he goes, Oh, cute animal. And it's like, Lawrence, you're the weirdest
0: kid here. I know I know dude there's always that one kid in school who pulls his pants down all the way to take a pee (laughs) yeah for me it was Aaron Aaron was that kid and one time I got into a fight with Aaron Mm -hmm. and he like punched me so hard in the face and the fight ended and his brother told me and I was like trying to hit him and shit nothing was affecting him And then his brother told me his brother Tony told me that uh, Aaron doesn't feel pain whoa yeah and so I never fucked with Aaron again fuck yeah 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 is that crazy yeah in a bathroom he beat me up (laughs) (laughs) that's the worst it
1: always makes me so nervous when I see fight videos and like they're in a men's room I'm like dude
0: someone's gonna
1: get their head like knocked off a urinal exactly there's
0: so many places to hurt yourself in a bathroom
1: (laughs) (laughs) i remember one time in high school there was a fight that broke out in like the men's locker room during pe and we're all just standing there in our underwear as it's going down and the teacher like sees because his office is like kind of near locker room and then he like brings us all out for a chat he's like why didn't anybody come grab me and it's like we were all in our underwear dog this all this just happened like what do you want us to do would I you smoke dog the big
0: difference between you and i oh just like uh nicotine cool Vape god i'm addicted Vape god right here um it's like you went to small town school so you guys like changed together and shit yeah
1: that and was not bigger, a thing in my high school we did not the shower. bigger towns i lived in like people would come and steal your wallet and shit really yeah <laughs>
0: But what was it like? In I remember Vancouver once schools? my friend, Matthew, you just do PE, then you'd smell bad all day. Oh, gross. Yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you just like, fit, you, sometimes PE would be your first class of the day. And then you just like smell like shit for the like rest of the goddamn day. It was terrible. Awful. But what were you saying about Matthew? Is that our only yeah. fan, Matthew? Oh, yeah, our only fan, Matthew, one time he stole an iPod from a kid that was like my really good friend. Actually, it was a- <laughs> 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 it
1: was beep. friends of the show. <laughs> it was
0: beep. Friends of the show. Yeah. And I had to like mediate getting the iPod back. To a- it was so fucking brutal. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. That's how it is. Do we have any more segments to do? Uh,
1: hold on. I'm just reading some of your notes. Oh, we could discuss you not using shampoo. Listeners, please sign off in the comments. Do you use shampoo or do you use soap? What kind of person uses just soap?
0: Is it? Do they live in a lighthouse? I think so. <laughs> Dude, I am telling you, man, shampoo is fucking bullshit. It is all part of. It's part of a bigger shampoo cons- conspiracy to sell you overpriced bullshit that doesn't actually work. Soap is shampoo. Shampoo. Yeah is soap and check this out conditioner is also shampoo no 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 shampoo is also conditioner but conditioner is not shampoo okay. i've got this what? all figured out man i got notes on notes on notes if you want to go to war i will ben shapiro your ass on this okay no doubt your hair looks great it's full <laughs> of volume and like shiny so exactly I, I, this sure. is my word to blessed. fight. yeah sure i was blessed with amazing hair genetics but who cares six weeks later my hair is just like falling out of my head because just use soap on my head it's pretty (laughs) funny when you have like a girl yeah when you have a girlfriend and you only use shampoo because they all have the same opinion as you but i feel like as a man you know like more people are gonna we have a we're gonna have a mainly male uh demographic let's be honest and Mm -hmm. i feel like they're all gonna agree with me that shampoo is the same as so, so like sound off in the comments and have my back on this because it's fucking bu- 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 bullshit. It's bu- 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 bullshit. It, it really is. It it it's it's it. There is a higher shampoo power that is turning all these wheels and turning all these nozzles, and they are creating a narrative. All right, mm-hmm. that you need to be using these special products with special vitamins in them, but. What really shampoo does is clean your hair and your head. And what does soap do? What does soap do? Clean? It cleans your head. All right? <laughs> Woo! Look who's paying attention to science class. <laughs> dude, I fucking... I've, I've used dish soap in my hair before if I don't have hands. Whoa. That's wild. Yeah. Works perfectly, dude. Yeah. Please sound off weird. in the comments. I'm getting a tremendous amount of shit for this from all different directions, from my friends, from girls, from everybody. They're giving me a tremendous amount of shit. So we need the Stud City Army to come out and have my back on this. All right. Like tweet me pictures, do whatever you need to do. Just get it going on. All right. Because this is this is the way it is. Yeah. Any dermatologists out there? hit us up. No, book. no, 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 no. They're part of the conspiracy. I don't want to hear oh, from okay. them. They're going to yeah, they're going to say some science. Shit. Yeah, science is bullshit, okay? I know what's going on. It's part of a bigger conspiracy. I swear to god. How much do you spend how much do you spend on shampoo? For a bottle of shampoo. Like $4. $70. Yeah, maybe. Okay, you don't know how much I spend on a bar of hand soap? 98 cents. 98 cents exactly. I'm saving three. <laughs> I'm saving three dollars, dude. What are you doing?
1: Mm-hmm. Just throwing money away. And what for? I'm <laughs> sitting in my house all
0: fucking day. Exactly. I'm definitely not going to start using shampoo during a pandemic. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> so if, you guys think, if you guys think that's going to happen, that's not fucking happening, dude.
1: Um, I remember one time I had a friend stay with me, and he was giving me all this shit because like my body wash had like tiny little particles in it, like. Beads, And he's like, yo, that shit will kill fish. Like it gets into the water supply and fish eat it and they die. And I'm like, okay, well I'll finish this off and never buy it again. And then we were hanging out at a beach and he was smoking a cigarette and he finished his cigarette and threw it in the ocean like through the butt i'm like no you gotta go get that back
0: man like what you did is a hundred times worse
1: than what i was using yeah i agree with that i agree with that although those (laughs) particles,
0: that is an interesting thing because they do seep into your skin and they go up into your brain and they actually change the chemistry of your i'm being serious it's Uh, all part of a bigger conspiracy they change the chemistry of your brain and they start diluting you and making you feel like um Shampoo is the way to go. When in reality, um, it's like I said, bullshit. You know what I mean. So, um, basically, if you're going to comment on this, probably you shouldn't have used shampoo or body wash in any sort of way. Because if you have, you've already been corrupted. I've never used shampoo.
1: This podcast is turning into Infowars for soy boys.
0: Listen here, everybody. If you're <laughs> using shampoo, there it's it's seeping into your brain it's seeping into your brain and it's creating a paradox okay that you can't get out of that's my alex jones it was pretty bad (laughs) when you go to whole foods bring your own bag (laughs) 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 (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) okay should we wrap up
1: yeah uh yo this is a fun day my name is cody you can follow me everywhere
0: everywhere at cody blacked out yes my name is bo bennett you can follow me at, at potus i do some sick tweets for the president it's fucking dope you can you can also follow me at uh at uh rob delaney i do all of rob delaney's tweets um so if you're looking at his tweets and you're having a chuckle that's me oh um, hey do you want to hear so an embarrassing story
1: about me and rob delaney yeah re- yeah yeah I, I do, do i've ruined my relationship with rob delaney big time. kk let's do it hit me one time he did an ama on reddit and i was a fan of his show catastrophe on amazon and i noticed that in one of the newer seasons he like gained weight i think it was like after one of his kids died but it was after i lost a bunch of weight and my brain was kind of in this weird anti-fat logic brain And I was like, hey, why would you get fat? Like, you were such a motivator for me. And I felt so bad about it. And he's (laughs) never liked any of my tweets. And I feel like he remembers. So I am sorry, Rob Delaney. I was uh, was in a different headspace. I
0: love you. Yeah, Rob Delaney. We love you. Um, Thanks for letting me write your tweets for $4 a tweet. I appreciate (laughs) it. (laughs) it's really great but yeah you can follow me at Bo h bennett please like and subscribe to the podcast we're called stud city we're the podcast for literally fucking everybody and
2: yeah we're out tell your friends not a lot of bling when he do the thing bada boom bada bing from the womb to the tomb get that ricotta bada bing bada boom doom your reputation precedes you. Wait till you crack and see what we do. You dweeb you, no pun intended, takes one to no one will know. It's unscented Yo son, commented what i said it from the other time. Before everybody and they mutter rhyme. What a crime. Beats is the same way. Make them wanna hit the streets with heat for a lame's pay, game day, flag on the play and proper helmet. Drag on the sway from the gem, drop a well spit. He didn't listen, titty kissing, the city glisten Depending on from what position you're sitting In the pissy wind, it's this thin whistling? Who let the spinning whisperin' gin in? The villain again? Without a doubt, that's his name, don't play it out Or spray it when you say it out your mouth Then gave him a cold shoulder for an hour And told him take a gold shower for faking funk soul power Stocky, short, and cocky like Apollo Krieg after he fought with Rocky Rhymed in the broken English slang, not cock Thirteen, his first queen walked hot, knock me Had the tiller pops, yo, stop cock and B Hold something for your daily A habit And go bada bing 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 like ricochet rabbit How about the sicko say stab it? It's liquor in the cabinet and a slicker for the crab pit And Heineken, I told him, much obliged, friend What I gotta spend if I only touch her thighs then? Why his eyes widened? He didn't know your man had a nice surprise hiding Took pride in riding in a sly wise guy grin Real recognize real On the microphone the wheels are mechanized still Please, at least respect your ideals How you got her walking along the stroll in high heels? He said her mama was getting old God bless her poor soul Now no more drama, it's your role Straight to the head. He know a lot of haters can't wait till he dead. Led to go like a hoe to a strange whack housewife. Only thing he know will change his back, though. How trife. Rules is rules, don't go there. Stay on sale like an old coat made of old hair. Keep a snotty chicken on E, the Lone Ranger. Why everybody always picking on danger and doom? Maybe it's him. Called up my lady, told her baby it's slim Make me up a margarita, I need to take a swim Tell them kids remember school If they let them out, cool But get the hell from out the pool